and I think Mark Twain coined this phrase, if I'm not mistaken, because that kind of epitomized the, the era in terms of it looks nice and everything, but it's black underneath. I didn't even think about that. That's a good explanation yeah. of your understanding of the, the name of the TV show. Hi, this is Alia. And this is Zachary. And, and we, we are, are probably, probably not, not legit. legit. Welcome back, listeners. This week, we're going to talk about... TV shows. It seems like there's, we have a lot to say about one in particular. Yeah. Recently, we watched the HBO TV show. But I had some updates first. Yeah, I know. All oh. right. Maybe I'll let you know what did we watch later. <laughs> so Zachary had this interesting, not interesting, like weird almost experience. Well, I had my first run in with the zero COVID policy, I would say. I teach it in private school, international school. Yesterday, we found out that one of the women who works in the, the dorm, like where the kid, the boarding area where some of the students live, that this woman was in the same store as someone who tested positive about a week ago. Now, it's important to mention because a couple things are important to mention. <laughs> the store that she was in at the same time is a rather large store. It's called Decathlon. So in the States, imagine like a Dick's Sporting Goods or Sports Authority, if they still exist, store kind of like that. So it's pretty big. Hundreds of people in there probably at that time. And the woman was there last week. Someone who tested positive for COVID was also in that store at the same time. So we, we, found, we found this out uh, yesterday that this was happening. And people are kind of panicking, not panicking because they're worried about COVID so much, panicking because they don't know what's going to happen in terms of lockdown or teaching online and all of these, all of these other things. So the woman had been tested on Thursday and tested negative. Uh, but then on Friday, she had a fever. And because she had a fever, then it was kind of throwing everything into confusion. And we found this out uh, in the morning. And it's like, well, what's going to happen? Are the kids going to go home? Are the kids going to stay? We had no idea what was going on. It was kind of, it was kind of messy. And then... I went to lunch. Literally, as soon as I got to the place for lunch, they said all the all the teachers for grades three and four need to come back to the school. Uh, grade three and four, because the woman, she worked in the dorm with the students from grades three and four. And I was like, well, I just got to this place to have my food. What should I do? Should I stay here and eat lunch or should I go? And then a couple people had communicated directly with the principal. Uh, okay, eat your lunch and then come back. So, okay. I I did that, had my lunch, went back to the school, and then trying to find out more information, what's happening. Well, until further notice, the students are going to stay. The students from grades three and four are going to stay in the school. The teachers have to stay in the school as well with the students. That was the determination. When will the students be able to leave? When will we be able to leave? We had no idea. We had heard basically we have to wait for the test result. If it's positive, that would mean something totally different. 
Uh, if it's negative, then everything would be fine. But at that time, we still had no idea. It wasn't an official lockdown. It was it was almost like a felt like a pre like a pre lockdown. One of the TAs that I work with, she had gone with the woman to the hospital. Uh, she actually followed in a different car to make sure and confirm that the woman went to the hospital to get tested. So she followed, took a pictures of her entering the hospital, making sure that she was going to get tested. She said that the test result could take maybe eight hours to get the test result. So basically, at the very least, we would be stuck in the school until maybe 10 p.m. Yeah, that's and when I was like worried because you always come back on Fridays. Yeah, we found out after that that, well, the test result could only take four hours. So then it was like, well, still... At that point, it was maybe two, three o'clock in the afternoon, and the kids are, they're doing well for the most part, but still, I mean, fourth graders, you know, they want to go home. Uh, they just basically had them watching a movie for a little bit, and I could see that they were getting antsy. One kid was crying. He wants to go home. Another girl was starting to cry, and then they took them outside to the this area in like a bubble kind of to, to do some exercise and run around a little bit. And that was really good for them that they were able to do that. For me, it was just, I just tried to stay busy. I was organizing the, my classroom things and just keeping an eye on the kids from time to time while the homeroom teacher was also there. And then finally, we found out that she tested negative. Thank goodness. Um, and then it was like, okay, everyone has to get tested and then you can leave. Um, so... I got tested and then immediately left the school and ended up leaving around 6.30. And normally I leave the school on the Fridays at 3. So it ended up being a pretty long day. And the Chinese teachers actually had to stay until 8 or 9 because the parents, they had to arrange for the parents to come pick them up because they had canceled the bus service. It was a pretty trying experience, but I was just really happy that the test result came back negative. Because if it would have been positive, then it would have been a lockdown. Uh, so yeah, that was, because I mean, I keep hearing about, you know, you keep hearing about cases here and there. And even though the woman was only in the same store, it had a huge impact on hundreds of people, basically almost locking down an entire school. But thank goodness it just, it's done, it's done with now, but it kind of, puts things into a different light when you hear about the whole zero COVID policy and what it actually means for people and how many hundreds of tests they do because of one person being in the same store as another person at the same time. But yeah, that's like the biggest update from my side that happened this week. I feel like we haven't experienced a serious lockdown since last year yeah well i mean since 2020 right yeah. since it first started yeah i can't imagine because maybe if you don't know a lot of chinese cities now are in lockdown like in shenzhen and shanghai a lot of uh, communities are in lockdown yeah and based on my understanding it's not necessarily the whole city but it's like big parts of the city or a lot of communities and not being able to leave or enter. Even Beijing, like you can't, most people I think can't leave Beijing. And for me, 
from the Education Commission, I'm not allowed to leave Beijing. But I am glad the ending was not that bad, because you're now sitting here next to me. Yeah, thank goodness for that. <laughs> and after that, what what we did is we watched the Gilded Age, which is a topic that we want to talk about today. So Zachary, what was your impression when you watched this? TV show because I was the first one who started watching it, and you joined me briefly, and you went to bed the other night. I find it interesting in terms that the biggest, the biggest thing in this show seems to be this kind of clash between old and new money, and the new money have more money, <laughs> but the old money doesn't want to accept them、mm-hmm. into their s- social circle.、Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many different routes you can take in terms of discussing this,、mm-hmm. because the the most interesting thing about the Gilded Age is the fact what does gilded mean?、Mm. You know, gilded is something like it's bright and shiny on the outside and it looks really nice, but beneath the surface it's just black metal. Yeah, and I think Mark Twain coined this phrase, if I'm not mistaken. Because that kind of epitomized the the era, in terms of it looks nice and everything, but it's black underneath.、Mm, I didn't even think about that. That's a good explanation、yeah. of your understanding of the the name of the TV show. Yeah, but the TV show thus far doesn't seem to look that much at that black side in terms of the the poverty, in as much as charities are like a. <laughs> A vehicle for the you know upper class to essentially establish themselves in you know social circles. Yeah, one thing that I was interested in was I asked Zachary about what time that was. Is eighteen eighty three or something? I think in the very first episode it said it was like eighteen eighty three. Yeah, and then I looked into the Chinese Wikipedia, and it said that time China was still in Qing Dynasty. <laughs> In Western, in the U.S., people are experiencing electricity. They're building railways, and in China, people are still、uh, locked up in the Forbidden City, and people are still like don't know what they want, and they have curfews and stuff. So,、uh, when you think of on the same Earth, same time, people are living different lives. That's one thing that I found fascinating. Yeah, the main reason for all of that is because of the Industrial Revolution.、Mm-hmm. Which, first in England, and then spread throughout Europe, and then went to the U.S.,、mm-hmm. where you have these people just controlling big industries and so much money. Yeah.、Um, so there are a couple things that I would like to discuss with Zachary and hear his insights about these things. So first and foremost, obvious, we're going to talk about love and romance. <laughs> So there are a couple lines about romance in this TV show. The most、uh, noticeable one is probably Marion and Mr. Ricks. So Marion, yeah, Marion is like the niece of Aunt Agnes and someone else. Aunt Ada. Yeah, and Mr. Ricks is the lawyer. Yeah. So the thing is,、uh, you know, Marion's father passed, and this lawyer is responsible for clearing up things. Um, like debts and stuff, and found out Marion's penniless. She only had thirty dollars that her father left her, and she has no other ways to go but to live with her aunts in New York. And that's when she moved to New York. And this attorney, Mr. Ricks, seemed to fell in love with her, like at first sight. At least, apparently, it, it looked like that. 
but from my understanding, I, I don't know if his intention is pure. I don't know if he is trying to use her as a ladder to climb up the society, or he's genuinely in love with this woman. There are a couple of suspicious things he did. Like yesterday, the one we watched, he arranged the hotel and he kissed her in public, which could be something pretty bad at the time. I would say. I mean, I think there's a couple of a couple of important things to consider here. One of which is love and the definition of love or how we experience this because I do I do feel like this is something that has changed over time quite a lot I, I don't know enough about the historical perceptions of love but I do feel like in our time it has a different meaning than it did in the past so maybe at that time you know you could still, you could like, you could like someone enough, you know, and be able to cohabitate. And it might be like a kind of love. And people might be like, okay, I love this person because they're good. You know, they're good enough. Uh, but now we have a different perception, I think, on that. So it's kind of a hard, it's not black or white. There, it's a huge gray area there. So, I mean, I, I do feel like maybe the guy... He seems to have honorable intentions, but I also think that it's possible he wants to use her as a, not a ladder, but it would certainly help his business if he has more connections. Like if you're a lawyer and you're, you have clients who are very wealthy, just the person that you're with doesn't have to be wealthy to help your business. That person can open a lot of doors but maybe that's just like an aside you know like a bonus so maybe he does love her enough but also in the back of his mind he's thinking okay this person can help me out and that's one of the other reasons why he is attracted so there are some interesting because uh, Chinese people do watch these TV shows too. So I went to the forum and I, I read about people's comments about this relationship and people were like, maybe Mr. Reich's like predicting the future episodes. Maybe Mr. Reich's conceived some information from Marianne. Like he told Marianne that his father left no money or no property to her. But maybe he conceived some information. Maybe there is something there, but he didn't tell Marion. And then he is going to tell her after they get married. And then he will be rich, like after getting married to her. Uh, yeah, but I didn't even think about that. That would be very cunning. Yeah, that's uh, that's like one way this thing could go. Another thing is this Mr. Riggs, he knows how the family is against their relationship. But he still consistently pursued her publicly, which is kind of strange to me i feel like but i also feel like wouldn't marion's aunts be more supportive if i guess no i was gonna say wouldn't they be more supportive if she had her own money but then i realized even if she had her own money they would want her to marry someone of a high station or status even more mm -hmm. right yeah they would be even more against the the, the low-class lawyer <laughs> All right, so I guess that's our little chat about this romance, and we don't know what's going to happen, and Zachary is only halfway there. So you will find out more things he did that look suspicious in the future. 
Okay. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is Mr. and Mrs. Russell, because、uh, you know, like in my understanding or impression that here they are super rich. Like he owns the the railroad company and has business with like oil and stuff. I feel like they can completely create their own empire. Then why is Mrs. Russell so obsessed with? Like wanting to get into the old society, like want to have connection with old people. That's something I don't understand. I mean, I feel like it's it's like a club. Can't she create her own club? Well, that's the thing, and and they even they even talked about that in terms of the the new money people building their own opera house、mm-hmm. that is being financed with the new money people. So, I I mean, and this is one of those things where, I mean, from. <laughs> From a, I mean, I know we're just talking about a TV show, but from a context of looking at history, from a like, not revisionist perspective, but like, we are talking about what happened or could have happened in the past by j- basically judging it, right? So these are these are really like interesting themes, I think, in terms of. Well, they have all this money, because this happened. You have people at that time who were old and new money, and you have the new money who wants to kind of be accepted into this old money. Because I feel like the the old money, though, they they're the ones who are, for whatever reason, they're the ones that people look up to, in terms of what you aspire to be.、Mm. Like you want to be old money. And the Russells, maybe in fifty or hundred years, they'll be the old money, but they want to be in that. They don't want to wait fifty or hundred years to be old money. They want to get into that club now.、Mm. You know, it's so you're saying it's the mindset that's driving them. Yeah, because I feel like nowadays, do people still care about this thing? Well, I'm I'm not rich, so I don't know what no, they, people think. I, I don't. I'm not rich either, <laughs> but I I I have to wonder because I I feel like it's just one of those things that people use as a way to make themselves feel better and to create like separations. Like old money looks down on new money because they can because it it gives them it gives them an excuse to. Feel superior to other people, even if they have less money. They're like, oh, these new money people, they don't know what they're doing. We are old money. We're better than them, you know. So, and then the new money people, they they see these people in their own special little club, and they see this history, maybe behind that, and people talking about maybe, you know, New York in the 1600s and. This people they did this and they did that so long ago and they want to be connected to that somehow, they want to be somehow connected to that tradition, so they're like, oh, I want to be in that club, you know, I want to be, I want to be with the new money and respected by the new money people, so, I mean, yeah, they could have their own club, all to themselves with Morgan and Rockefeller and all the other new money people, but then. The old money people would still be in their own club, looking down on them,、oh. you know, from the outside. So you're saying they care too much about what other people think of them? Yeah, I mean, of course, that's what the whole this whole thing is like. The whole being in society and being accepted in society—it's all about other people's perceptions of you, and that's everything.、Mm-hmm. All right.、Uh, this we discussed a little bit about how Chinese. 
like old China, ancient China, think of people who have money. <laughs> uh, Zachary didn't know about this, but in China, people who are merchants were always at the bottom of the hierarchy. So we have shi nong gong shang. Shi represents the people who works in the government. Nong means the farmers, which is the second tier. Gong means uh, the like industrial. Like industrialists. Like industrialists. But at that time, they didn't have. They didn't have like industrial. But industry. so it means like. So what? What about what about like a um, a metal like someone who oh metal metal yeah metal like works metal. and stuff. And the last one is shang, which means businessmen, merchants. They're at the bottom of the hierarchy. And in ancient China, even though you're you're more wealthy than the than the emperor, you cannot wear gold like jewelries. You cannot wear the color yellow, which is only the royal color. And they were, even though we have a lot of money, you cannot leave a house that's bigger than the house of like a government official who lives in. So in Chinese history, there was always like people despise people who are merchants, think they're not good enough. Uh, China experienced the economic revolution in the 80s. The people who got rich were the people who did merchants, right? The businessmen who had no I wouldn't say had a good education, but they were the one, the first ones who got rich, and they had the opportunities to travel around the world, which left a really bad reputation for Chinese. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a certain attitude that wealthy Chinese people don't know how to spend money, or they just spend it on like outlandish things.、Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So when I watch this TV show and people are respecting people who have money, you know. And even you classify them as old money and new money, which means that people value or think people who have money is superior in a higher class,、uh, would be a strange idea to a Chinese mindset if they know about the Chinese history, as the merchants and businessmen were always in the lower part of the social hierarchy. But nowadays, I assume Tell me, that it's completely different nowadays. <laughs> But I mean, this like I mentioned this previously. The school where I work, you see people driving these fancy cars. They could be the new money in China. Yeah, those who had their houses sold out for like I don't know how much money. Yeah, and the thing that's also interesting about that is those fancy cars cost about twice as much here because of the crazy taxes they have. So it's not like. You're buying a Mercedes in China. You're buying a Mercedes in China for like twice what you would pay in the U.S. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is crazy. I guess the the thing the thing I'm curious though is, what about now? Like, what are the what are the general like Chinese attitudes towards these people with like a lot of money or like big wealth? I feel like different from the U.S. where people think. Having money is cool, I guess. Like it's good. Here, people kind of have a hatred attitude towards people who got rich, like hating rich people. So, do rich people? And then you were saying rich people maybe hide their money, kind of like they don't flaunt it as much. No, you can't tell who have who are like wealthy or who can't. But I mean, there are still people who are like flashing, like young people. But I feel like in general, the society. Don't really like super rich people, like I mean, as general public.、Mm. Yeah, that's interesting because I remember that's a thing that exists in other places too. Like I remember my grandmother knew these people from Maine, 
And they were very wealthy millionaires, but you would never know that they were that wealthy. They lived in a, they had a really nice piece of land and they lived in a pretty simple house. And they even didn't have a proper washing machine. They had some washing machine that you would hook up to the tap on the sink. <laughs> but they had so much money, but you would never, you would never guess it. Even later on, I had heard that they had stock in Coca-Cola that was like hundreds of years, like a hundred years old. Like this was, they, it had been purchased by maybe their parents or something. And the stock was purchased like very cheap at that time. And they ended up donating the money because the taxes would have been so much because the money got so much value that they just gave it to like a, a medical center where they went for treatment. And they figured, they figured, I think that they give it to the medical center and then they can get better treatment there, you know, because, but it was just interesting. Like you would never, never, ever, ever guess that they had money. They had, they didn't show it or talk about it or in any way whatsoever. But I think maybe that's also like a kind of New England kind of thing, like not flaunting the wealth. Like you're, you're very independent and doing your own thing, but you're just going to kind of not let other people know because it's your business, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. I think that that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Another thing that came to my mind that is interesting to talk about is how they portray the women in this TV show. You have Marion and uh, the Miss Russells, the young girl, who are upper class ladies. They kind of show some kind of ignorance to things compared to Miss Scott, the journalist, who works for uh, Mrs. Van Rye, Van Rye as her secretary. She seems to be someone who has good judgments, very knowledgeable and uh, very brave and can make decisions. And then compared to Miss Scott, Miss Marion uh, Brooke and the other girl seems kind of like a dumb to me almost. But I mean, I feel like they're living very, they're, they're so sheltered, you know? Like the parents don't let them experience the world. They only let them experience the things they want to let them experience, which is not that much. So then as a result, they're kind of very limited in their perspectives or... Yeah. There are a couple of scenes when um, Marianne was saying that she envy uh, Miss Scott because she can get a job and she can like do things she likes to do and has a dream that she wants to accomplish. And for Marianne herself, it seems like she's lost. She can't even decide who she's going to marry. Um, she can't like walk outside without a com companion like uh, someone to accompany her. So that's really interesting to me, even though you're respectful, you're from upper class, but then there are so many rules that just like. Yeah, that that's, I think that that's one of those things from the past that all of these like etiquette, I guess, but also just, I don't understand the whole purpose. Like, let's just protect this like vase or this porcelain thing from being corrupted by society has to stay pure, you know? I don't know. I can't understand that. I mean, it's interesting to see from the... It's interesting to see it in the show, but then the reason why... I mean, I guess I can, I can understand it conceptually, 
like they want to protect this person they don't want them to get hurt but at the same time they they want to control them completely mm-hmm. uh, another perspective in the tv show is obviously the servants which are pretty interesting i think uh, and the one thing that zachary saw yesterday was when the the butler of Van Rye's house, and his interaction with the American butler, Mr. Church, which is very interesting in my eyes. So Mr. Bannister paid a visit to the grand house and saw the things are done there, having a French chef, having this culinary, is that culinary? Culinary. Like culinary displayed in American style, which like he thinks is strange. Um, and then later, they will have a huge luncheon or dinner, I, I forgot, I think a luncheon, to have this man over. And then the guy wants a British-style luncheon. And that's when they borrowed Bannister for $100 <laughs> to to like basically hold this luncheon English-style, which made uh, Mr. Church very angry and even like uh, reported, he even reported to Miss uh, Mrs. Van Rye about Bannister going to their house uh, for luncheon, which is very interesting to me because this little interaction, like this separation from the upper class to see how people working downstairs, um, what's what's their attitude toward things. What do you think of that part? Well, I mean, I guess thinking about it a little, I feel like the upper class are in that sense they want to be like royalty in a way. And America doesn't have a royal tradition in the sense like the British. So the closest thing to royalty in America would be the industrialists because of the vast amount of wealth and this like style and the way that they lived and all of these rules and even down to the etiquette of eating. So maybe maybe they're trying in some way, they're trying to be like American royalty by following the established precedent of the British, like royal, which is seen, I guess, in, in the, the how they set at the table and the, the way that they eat and the style that they eat so that they can put themselves in that group. Right. Mm. To look to make them look like a royalty. Yeah, I guess, okay. or to, to make them feel in some way like they're, you know, they're American special. royalty. And they're special, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Another interesting character that we saw yesterday is Miss Turner, the lady's maid for Mrs. Russell's. Mm. And she seems like a woman who is kind of evil and who wants something and act on it. You mean the bitter woman? Not the bitter the one, like the pretty one. Oh, the the pretty one who wants to be the lady's maid. She is lady's maid. Oh, the one who was who was in the bed with yeah, the yeah, guy. Yeah. And what do you think of her? I mean, from today's perspective, like a woman who who has ambition, who has education. I mean, she's clearly know how the old the the old money works because she was a uh, lady's maid for someone in a higher class before. That's why Mrs. Russell's hired her as lady's maid. So. For her to approach the man of the house and throw herself there, what do you think of this character in general? It seems to me that she doesn't want to be a lady's maid all no. her life. 
and she's trying to I don't know how to say this but basically take advantage of the situation mm -hmm. for her benefit and the the one maybe the one way that she knows how is sexually yeah maybe that's the only way there at that time right I mean I don't I don't want to say that that's the only way but I mean in terms of advancement or changing your job or changing your life I mean especially for a woman it's very very difficult I mean even at that time in America I mean I guess I don't even know like starting later on you had women who were working as secretaries I think you had you had women who were teachers but at that time I think it was you know it was very it was very limited unless unless you were maybe working in some kind of a factory but I don't think she wants to work in a factory, you know, or be a farmer. I mean, there's not there's not that many choices. Mm -hmm. All right. I guess we talked a little bit about this new TV show that we were watching. And next week is their finale. Um, and I hope I think they're already going to produce a second season. Well, I have some catching up to do then. Yeah. Because I have a couple episodes. Yeah. All right, guys, that'll be all for today's little discussion about this TV show. I hope you guys like this style. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Well, that will be all for today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about the Gilded Age. If you're interested, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Follow us on Instagram, probably not legit podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.